Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to episode 3 of the Dhul Hijjah series, The One Man Nation, rediscovering the legacy of Ibrahim alayhi salam. In this episode, we look at Ibrahim alayhi salam as a son in his earlier years as a prophet. How did he operate as a son with a father of the type that he had? Allah mentions in the Quran. وَإِذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ لِأَبِيهِ آزَرَ أَتَتَّخِذُ أَصْنَامًا آلِهَةً Ibrahim السلام, initiates a conversation with his father. He says, how can you take idols as your, as your Lord, as your act of, your object of devotion or your object of worship? The context here is that Ibrahim السلام's father, Azar, was actually one of the heads of his community. He was a leader in that community and he was quite well known. And so when his son, Ibrahim السلام, begins to have a completely different belief system, he goes against what is the norm, what is the status quo, what everybody is used to. Ibrahim السلام's father takes it personally and doesn't react very well. But one important thing we understand from Ibrahim السلام's approach to his father is that we should always start with family. If you're a Muslim who is practicing, who is committed to their religion, Sometimes we start looking at those outside our families. We start volunteering for projects here or there. We start looking at the external. And we haven't cleaned up our own houses first. We may have a family member who's more deserving of our time, of our attention, of our da'wah, of our advice, of our influence than anybody outside the realms of our family or our household. Ibrahim السلام, thus started his mission, his da'wah, his engagement with his father. When he speaks to his father, Ibrahim السلام, says, My beloved father, why is it that you worship something that doesn't see nor hear and cannot benefit you in any way? The first thing to note is the politeness, the love, the care, the concern in which he, with which he speaks to his father. His father may have been an arrogant person. He may have been a difficult personality to deal with. But the way he spoke to him, despite whoever his father was, was politeness, love care and affection. The word abati in Arabic isn't the normal way to address your father. You would say abi. But abati is an endearing way. It's a loving way of addressing one's father. So he addresses his father with abati, my beloved father. And he tries to explain to him in different ways from different angles. Ya abati. Oh my father, some knowledge has come to me which hasn't yet come to you. So follow me and I will show you a straight path. My father, please don't follow the shaytan. Don't follow Satan. Don't follow the devil. What was his father's response to this logical approach, this gentle, kind, polite, loving way of addressing his father? He said, Ibrahim, are you turning away from my gods? From my objects of worship? If you don't stop, I will stone you to death. Now leave me and go. How harsh. What a threat to life for Ibrahim And yet Ibrahim response to his father. 
سأستغفر لك ربي إنه كان بي حفيا He said, peace be to you, my father. I will ask Allah to forgive you. Indeed, he is responsive to me. Ibrahim السلام, meets harshness with mercy, hatred with love, difficulty with ease and understanding. This is called patience. Because when you deal with a loved one, it may pain you that a loved one, a family member, somebody you know, a friend, is going in the wrong direction. It may pain you and hurt you to see them this way. But know that your harshness and my harshness is not going to bring them closer to the truth or make them a better person. Harshness does not bring anybody closer to Islam. Rather, as ambassadors, as representatives of Islam, when people see harshness, they equate Islam, unfortunately, with harshness. Our Prophet ﷺ Whenever gentleness is put in anything, it makes it beautiful. If you're a gentle person, a subtle, a loving, caring person, it beautifies you and your persona in the way you approach other people. We learn a number of lessons from this incident with Ibrahim and his father. The first is that we should start with our families. Why don't you write down two or three people in your immediate or extended family who you can stretch out and help. You can stretch a hand out and you can advise them, help them, influence them, encourage them to take that next step to come closer to Allah. Write down what you would do, what's your first step. Even if it's just being in touch with them, even if it's just sending them a gift, a parcel, sending them some food, reviving that link, that broken link that sometimes happens over time between family members. What are you going to do to engage your family and try and push them towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That's first. Secondly, do you have the sincere concern that Ibrahim salam had for his dad, for his father? In a hadith in Sahih Bukhari from Abu Hurairah anhu, we learn that Ibrahim salam sees his father on the Day of Judgment. And his father is covered and kind of difficult to look at. And Ibrahim salam says to his father, O oh father, didn't I tell you not to disobey me? Didn't I tell you to listen to me? And his father says, today I'll listen to you. But today, of course, as we know, it's too late. Sometimes with our loved ones, we need to rekindle within ourselves our concern for them, for their afterlife, not just for this life. When we look at our family and our extended family, when we meet up with them, the conversation always revolves around what are you doing now? What's next in your life? What are you going to do at university? What's your work like? Etc. Etc. It's always about gossip and chit-chat. But are you going to be the one to change that scenario? To have that intention that I'm going to make my relationship, my engagements with my extended family opportunities to bring them closer to Allah. Not, it doesn't have to be in a preachy way, but you find your way, your subtle manner of encouraging them and pushing them towards Allah. Remember, the most painful person to see on the Day of Judgment burning in hellfire is somebody from your family, your parents, your siblings, your children, your extended family. Our Prophet ﷺ, he showed incredible patience in dealing with his uncle Abu Talib, who he loved so much but he could not force him to enter Islam. Allah says in the Quran, You can't guide somebody just because you love them. You cannot guide those you love. It is Allah who guides who he wants. We can only sow the seeds in other people's hearts and minds, but Allah is the ultimate one in responsibility. It's his ultimate responsibility to actually help them, to, to actually get them to take the plunge 
The Prophet Nuh السلام, lost his son to misguidance and to disbelief. Lut, the Prophet Lut السلام, lost his wife to disbelief and misguidance. Asiya, um, the woman mentioned in the Quran, one of the, one of the most important women in Islamic history, her husband was the, the, the tyrant, the pharaoh of Egypt, Fir'aun. Just because somebody is pious or somebody is a good Muslim, it does not mean and it's, there's no guarantee that their family will be the same. You can create the environment, but you can't push people over the line. And sometimes we have to take that step back and accept things the way they are. Here are some brief action points. Write down a list of two or three people in your family and write down next to that what you can do today, what you can do this week in order to help them, advise them, push them closer to Allah. How can you be a shape for, how can you be a force for good in their lifetime? Secondly, think about your parents. Your parents couldn't have been worse than Ibrahim's father, Azar. And yet he treated his father with such love and such compassion. Can we do better with our parents? Something to reflect on. Number three. Do we have the concern for the guidance of our family members? Are we interested as much as we are interested in their day-to-day -day lives and their work and their jobs and their future and their family and having fun with them? Are we interested and concerned for their afterlife? So take away these reflection points, take away these action points, share your reflection points with Roots Academy and make sure you fill in your habit tracker with actions you want to track this Dhul Hijjah and beyond. This is your brother Hisham Jafar. Wassalamu alaikum.